That's always good when you start off with a laugh. Science, it's great. Pregnant, a uh, young girl, <laughs> teen, doesn't know how to tell her parents. <laughs> Movie freaks. Edward Furlong's in it, too. I am freaking hopeless. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net hosted by the droids you're looking for. <laughs> I'm Eric Barner. I'm Eugene Weaver. And welcome to Star Wars Day. May the happy, 4th. <laughs> happy happy, happy Star Wars Day to you. Yes. And also the uh, commemorative day, I don't want to say anniversary because it's not celebration, but of the Kent State shootings that happened. Uh, I saw that, yes. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> anyway, so there we have an up and a down. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the date. <laughs> Uh, we have a good show for you, uh, as always, but last time we teased uh, that we were going to do Director Spotlight, and we actually dumped that this week, because uh, later this week, for next episode, we're going to be doing uh, Two Pod, Two Furious with uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cinema Sidekicks. Ty's going to be uh, out of town, unavailable, assassinated, I don't know what his deal is, but he's not going to be around, so Steven was going to wing it. And we said, hey, why don't we team up, you know, get crazy. And that's what we're going to do. Yep. So we decided to save the uh, director spotlight for the next episode. So we'll just do another round of theater ticket lottery, which is always fun. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be nice to have uh, Steve on the show. Yeah, um, And him good. chiming in. On, we've, we've already got a full show uh, lined up. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially yeah. with all three of us doing a top ten on Director Spotlight. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> it'll be definitely uh, very interesting, but it'll be good to get somebody else's perspective. Instead Agreed. of just uh, these two droids. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's go to the roulette. Uh, and, yeah, sorry if I sound terrible, but fighting off yet another head cold. Whee! Yep. Last week we had Black Forest versus Brotherhood of Death. I'm going to let you go first this time. Okay. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> well, I'm going to refrain from any of that kind of talk on this episode, you see. In this episode, Whitey will not be referred to as Honky. <laughs> um, well, so, Brotherhood of Death. Um, if you read the synopsis and uh, and you... Watch you the trailer. You, you watch the trailer and you know what year it's made. It is everything that you think it's going to be. There's no surprises there at all. It is extremely racist. Uh, I mean, uncomfortably racist. Um, short. The, the running time is like 75 minutes. And I, 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 it was an easy thumbs up for me. Uh, was it 70s, extremely racist both ways or just one way? Or uh, No, pretty much just one way. <laughs> uh, in the bad way? <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Because nobody gives a crap if uh, if Whitey's buying it. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, well, I, well, yeah, they all get their comeuppance, but okay, it's good. just a lot of. Yeah. It's not a KKK movie, is what we're saying, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it, no, okay. they, they get what's coming to them, but um, there is a stretch in the middle that is kind of boring. However, the the cheesiness of it, and the you know the old school film stock, and the acting, all that stuff. I was still like, ah, this is cool, even though they're just standing around acting, like, not acting good, <laughs> and spouting off old jive talk, whatever, and plan <laughs> planning their revenge, and, you know, the cooter of the town cop is, 
you know, Barney, Barney fifing his, his, his racism, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. still in. And then the end when they get their revenge, I'm like, oh, nice. Okay. Sweet. So yeah, it was, oh yeah, that was, that's totally me. Now, was it, was it a total gem in the rough? No, but it was still, well, I will watch it again at some point. How's that? Hey, if it's everything that you were expecting from the trailer, then uh, or an exploitation movie, black exploitation movie uh, from that time, then that kind of, in a little way, is a bit of a gem because there is a thousand movies like that out there that are not good, don't live up to the, the full-on exploitation grindhouse, if you will, that you, that yes. you really, really want. You know, so, and this is one where I was actually uh, I split up the the viewing into two viewings, and I started it on my laptop at uh, Books a Million here in Canton. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there, and I had the headphones on. I had a little bit of time, so I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to chill out here. a couple here. minutes, yeah. And uh, I had to start kind of looking around, like, hope <laughs> no one's behind me, because this black chick's getting raped. And, oh, no. And I'm like, uh, you can just tell by looking at it that this looks like a really old racisty type movie. <laughs> That's just a fantastic setup that you would see in a movie where instantly I'd be like you looking over my shoulder. Not so much that I'd be afraid somebody would actually see so much as what would actually happen in a movie. If this were happening, then I'd be like, ha ha, he said something funny. And then you look up and, you know, there's uh, a black guy and an Asian guy and they're just standing over your shoulder looking at yes. what you're watching and not listening to it, not knowing ex- exploitation movie. And then you get your ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Justifiably so. Yes, yeah. So that was my that was my experience watching. Yeah, it's the movie, ballsy but, yeah. watching it in a public place. I know. Well, I I was like you know, and there was it was there wasn't many people there, and I'm like ah, I'm gonna start the movie. There's not many people around, and you know, after watching it for I watched about a half hour of it there, and I'm like, people were kind of filing through here and there, getting their coffee, and I'm like ah, this is starting to get uncomfortable. I'm like oh, now it's starting to get rapey too. Okay, oh, here we yeah, go. This is good. good. So you're like, don't anyway. mind me. I'm just at books a million watching some porn. It's no, no yeah, big thing. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> That's legal, right? <laughs> uh, okay. So. Anyway, uh, on my side, I had a black forest to begin and uh, boy, <sighs> where to begin with this movie? I'm not even, I didn't even bring up the synopsis cause I don't give a crap. The, the first opening shot of this movie said sci-fi channel presents and i was already cussing you out at my house (laughs) i mean it it rose up and i was like god no 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 there's no way and then the you know the little opening scene before the title credits bit and i was like bullshit there's no way he watched the trailer for this there's just no way there's no freaking way because this is god awful like in two minutes... No, what did I... I texted you. I said, a minute yeah. and 40 in, I'm ready to kill myself. There's <laughs> no way that there's anything in this movie that's worth a damn. And you're like, yeah, I watched the trailer. It was good. And I was like, this is crazy. Okay, whatever. I'll give it a chance. Maybe it improves. Uh, and a- about the 15-minute mark, uh, when I was ready to gouge my eyes out, I started going on YouTube and looking for the trailer for this movie. The trailer for this movie is not on YouTube. At least, if it is, I could not find it. But, in your defense, I did find uh, at least three trailers for three different movies by the name of Black Forest that all had very similar plot synopsis to the one that we were reading on Netflix for this movie. Uh-huh. 
that's why I can't be mad at you. Yeah, well, very because, very easy mistake to make. Uh, it, yeah, they, they was all very generalized fantasy land, and, and yeah, and, and the, the trailer I watched, I'm like, group. that looks pretty good. Yeah, about the time I got to the twenty nine point nine nine minute mark, and immediately turned this piece of crap off. You were like, yeah, they're all speaking some European language, right? And I was like, nope, King's English. <laughs> or, or my bad, sci-fi channel garbage, redneck, horrible acting English, terrible. Yep. <laughs> uh, so F F F minus on the Black Forest that was on Netflix. Okay. Uh, and I moved on to Devil's Pass from Rennie ah, Harlan. Rennie watched, Harlan's newest. Yeah. Well, I watched some of the trailers for the other ones, and I was like, Yeah, you you didn't watch the trailers for these because you would not add this to your queue if you had watched the trailer for that Cillian Murphy movie. There's no way. Oh, that's really? on your queue if you watch that trailer. <laughs> Damn, huh? Oh, I watched that trailer. I was like, no way. Now, no Devil's way. Pass is on my list. I that Devil's one Pass is, yes. Yeah. That one, I believe. The Cillian yeah. Murphy one? No. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway. Um, five students retrace their steps of a group of hikers who famously perished in uh, Russia's Ural Mountains more than five decades prior. Um and this is every bit a found footage movie in every sense of the word. And I'm going to go ahead and rip every aspect of it from beginning to end, except for Aww. one. Except for one. Okay, so it wasn't good. Uh, ah, it's too no, bad. Uh, no, wait. No, wait. Oh. Um, wait till I'm done. I'll give you a tie review where I'll rip everything and then tell you how I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love you, Ty. Anyway, uh... <laughs> Acting, shoddy, writing, terrible. Uh, premise is pretty decent. Um, and like most found footage, it doesn't really kick off that first roller coaster hill until you get about the halfway point or two-thirds of the way through, which this did as well. Uh, and man, what a roller coaster it was after that. Again, same Ooh. problems as, as most low-budget found footage movies. Especially third act. For some reason, third act, we suddenly have to go into a cave with shoddy flashlights. And it's like, now it's all dark and everything's extremely shaky cam. And again, the the writing of the dialogue was just god-awful. They were constantly running and stopping to tell what's going on while running. Like, they're running through the caves going, Oh my gosh, this must have been... And then they stop and go, This must have been war experiments from World War II, and can you believe that the Nazis were probably doing this? Roar! Run! And then they're running again, shaky cam, flashlight, can't see anything, can't tell what's going on, can't tell who's after them, and then they stop and they go, Oh my gosh, look at this! This is crazy! These are hooks on the walls, and this must have been where they put the victims, and where they were doing this experiment about the... Holy crap, there's a thing! Run! I'm not even exaggerating. That's how it was. And it was, it was so stupid the way all of that stuff was. But the premise, but, okay. the premise of what they were talking about, the story idea that they had developed there, was absolutely fantastic, and it was ah. fascinating, and I loved it. Like I loved that one part of this movie, and it was enough to easily get me to ride this thing all the way out. I, it was painless uh, on that okay. front, and on that note you should definitely watch it now as a movie i'm gonna probably give it kind of a thumbs down because it's bad uh but the, that premise is awesome and i wish so bad they hadn't made it a found footage movie because oh, really? also all too often they're like we got to get through this doorway 
uh, and you know, there's only two people left. We gotta get through this doorway. Come on, let's go, let's go. Ready, go. And the whole time, the the one person is holding the camera, like, hold on, I gotta get you in frame. There we go. Yeah. And now we go. Where it's like, if it, you know, it just doesn't have that Blair Witch thing where you could tell somebody is just running with the camera. Yeah. Like that would have been kind of acceptable, but instead, this guy is always constantly, hold on, let me get you in frame, and he wasn't even the cameraman to begin with. <laughs> you know what I so, mean? Yeah. It's so, so, so this, forced. The, the storyline itself would have worked better, not found footage. Oh, definitely. But okay. the the whole storyline was was sweet, especially that last end. But I'll tell you, there was no. I was not terrified. There was no emotional response to it because you're immediately ripped out of it because it's like shaky cam, flashlights, can't tell. Here's a flash of a thing, and then, you know, all of the shots where you can tell what's going on, they're setting it up. Like, hold on. Yeah. Let me set the camera on the cave wall so that we can sit here in frame perfectly and talk. It, like, it's yeah. so forced. As well, far as being it... a Rennie Harlan project, dude, you made big movies. Yeah. How have you fallen so far? Like, yeah. uh, I don't and know, he's, it's he's, very he's made a couple of really good movies, too. Yeah. It's not like he, you know... I know. Um, well, I'm going to keep that one on my list then, because it sounds... And it's a you horror should, movie, listen, so... You should definitely watch this one. You would definitely like it. Uh, I didn't... I'm not going to give it near as high a marks as... Uh, uh, what was the last one that you gave me? Found footage horror. <laughs> uh, chapter, uh, Banshee chapter. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That one was definitely a better movie. But, again, the strongest part of this one was the writing, story, plot, idea that they had going on there. That was really cool. Nice. Okay, cool. Well, good. That's... Worth the trip alone. Yes. Okay. But well, you still made me watch I'm... 30 minutes of Black Forest, and for yes. that, I'm going <laughs> to punish you. Yeah. That that sucks, though, That like that because I totally was thinking, oh, this, this Black Forest, that could be a gem, because that trailer looked pretty cool. And then... <laughs> oh, I'm and like... as every minute ticked by, I was like... I gotta be into thirty minutes. I gotta be able to bail out. And I clicked on it. it was like sixteen. Uh, and the thing is, like 17. the trailer that I watched, I'm like, that didn't look like a sci-fi because you can tell sci-fi channel movies. You can tell like, this one was the most blatant of the blatant sci-fi channel. Like uh, it was ouch. one that in two seconds you would have turned it off. Ouch. That's why I was like, there is no way you watch this. I'm telling you, this trailer does not exist on YouTube. I could not find it. <laughs> That's not a good sign. No. Ew. Okay. Uh, anyway, moving on from that garbage. Uh, what do you got for me for the next round? Okay, so let me just pull up my notes here. You know, I am there. I'm trying to decide between. Uh, there's two that I want to. That I'm trying to decide which to put on, and I'm not sure yet. And I'm I'm going through it right now in my mind. Why don't you you give me yours? Um, give me okay. a little time to digest because there's two that I definitely. I'm trying to trying to knock one of them off here because I've got a big list, but I'm like, uh, which one, which one? So I want to let okay. you go first and just so I can decide here. I see. You're trying to decide how bad to punish me. That's okay. Oh, no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm pretty, pretty happy with this, but there's a couple that are kind of iffy, but I'm like, do I go iffy or do I go uh, fairly safe? So I'm just, I'm, I'm just I trying to decide. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> well, mine, as usual, is spread all over the place. Uh, first up is... 1492 Conquest of Paradise from Ridley Scott. They re-added this one to Netflix, and it is a long one, two and a half hours, but it's a Ridley Scott movie from uh, 1992. Still on my list, yeah, that's on my list, yep. I assumed, but I figured I'd throw it out there because maybe you'd be like, I'm in the mood for a long drama. 
After traversing the Atlantic Ocean to the New World, explorer Christopher Columbus initiates contact between Europeans and indigenous Americans. Gerard Depardieu, Armand Asante, Sigourney Weaver. So, yeah, anyway. Um, next is All is by My Side. Oh. Uh, this is the uh, biopic about uh, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, okay. Andre Benjamin stars as Jimi Hendrix in the biopic that chronicles his rise to fame and the personal demons he battled along the way. Uh, fairly no-brainer, I think, and it, it got a, it got some good buzz. I had heard a lot about it, but I was I was rather surprised that it kind of went straight to Netflix. Um, I don't know what that says about it, but who knows? It's on my list. I'm going to watch it. That one's two hours. Okay. I got a couple of them a little bit longer, but the they okay. those seem a little more solid. So oh, definitely, yeah, especially 1492. Yeah. Uh, next up from 1988. Hero and the Terror. That's <laughs> on my list, too. <laughs> <laughs> when a vicious serial killer escapes from jail, the homicide detective who brought him down years ago gets the chance to defend his reputation. Starring Chuck Norris. That's already in the front runner right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not done. I saved some of the best for last. I think I found a couple of gems that you might not have seen. Uh, next up from two, uh, 2013, sorry. Uh, evidence. Have you seen this one by any chance? I don't think so. Okay. This one looks like it might be a gem. Two detectives must analyze the found footage collected from murder victims' personal electronic devices to piece together the the identity of the killer. Uh, Starring Rada Mitchell. Hmm. Uh, You remember her? Silent Hill? I went and watched the trailer for this one. Looked very solid. Did not look like a direct-to-Netflix kind of garbage. Uh And Netflix had it as a thriller but when i went to the trailer on youtube it listed it as a horror movie okay um so there's and, and and the trailer looked good too it looked uh like they were recreating a three-dimensional scene of this crime scene using uh people's phones and video and home video and security cameras and stuff like that uh and it looked very not direct video it, it looked like it had a budget well, yeah, I'm looking, do you see who directed that movie? That's the guy that directed uh, The Very Good Fourth Kind. Oh, I recognized his name, but I didn't know where from. Well, yeah, I, I loved uh, Fourth Kind. That was a great movie. Uh, okay, next up is, yeah, I did too. Uh, next up is Whitewash. Whitewash? I did some digging, man. Uh, I'll tell you. Because, there we go. It's all one word. After recklessly killing a pedestrian, a drunken snowplow operator finds himself stranded in the forest and courting death in the bitter cold, starring Thomas Hayden Church. And this one has like three and a half, I think, on on, on Netflix. has some good uh, scores here and there, but it also won some indie film fest kind of stuff. Uh, and the trailer looked very well-made film. It also looked kind of like... There was a bit of a uh, dark comedy aspect, like it's not just purely boring guy yeah. out there, whatever. Uh, like he was making some dark jokes here and there along the way. Um, oh, and Tom, Thomas Hayden Church is the star. Right. Yeah, I just said okay. that. Oh, you did? Okay, Thanks good. Thanks for keeping up. <laughs> just, just making sure. Just making sure. Our audience heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's Monday. <laughs> yes, it is. 
Uh, okay, that's five. If you're not totally sold on that one, I'll throw you another one. But the problem is I don't want to throw you another one because I know you'll pick it. Let's put it that oh, way. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I saw I saw a post by you on Facebook today, and you're like, ah, oh, that's the number one thing on my queue. I was like, yeah, maybe I should take that off my... <laughs> okay, oh, and I know, okay, and, and that's actually one of the ones that's on your roulette, so there you Ooh. go. Um, you know, boy, that's a pretty good list. 1492 had was the front runner until Chuck Norris reared his ugly head. So Chuck Chuck Norris, it is. Oh, that's an that's an easy. You took the easy way out. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, seriously, that's a pretty good list there. Even even uh, evidence and whitewash with uh, Thomas Hayden. It's like that's pretty darn good. But here on the terror, that's gonna that's gonna that's, win. That's fine. But for evidence and whitewash, I encourage you uh, tomorrow go watch the trailers. Okay. You, will add, you will add those movies, I bet. There's a good chance that even uh, now that I know who directed uh, Evidence, there's a good chance that I would, I'll have that one watched by uh, next episode because I'd like to see what else this guy's done. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay, so for, for you, um, and then I'll, I'll get into the... Okay, I've made my decision now. Um, but A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Yep. Is, that's, uh, that's the first one that I'm throwing your way. Um, 2014, and... In the Iranian ghost town Bad City, a place that reeks of death and loneliness, the townspeople are unaware that they are being stalked by a lonesome vampire. Black and white movie, and uh, just it it screams gem in the rough, but you never know. But uh, one of our avid listeners recommended it, so um, there you go. And Missy. next up, hi Missy, we love you. Hi. <laughs> Uh, next up, and this is one that you threw my way, and I'm going to throw back your way, and this is another one, thanks to Missy, is Mr. Nicholas Cage, Joe. That one's on my list. Yeah. Um, been, and th- yeah. this one could be a gem in the rough, um, uh, but it's Nicholas Cage, so <laughs> yeah. Never tell me the odds. <laughs> yeah. Um... 2013, uh, it's a drama, it's two hours long, an ex-con who is the unlikely, unlikeliest of role models meets a 15-year-old boy and is faced with the choice of redemption or ruin. Um, David Gordon Green directed that, and for some reason he sounds really familiar, like I should uh, know what yes. he's, di- he's directed. Um, this movie has gotten some good buzz, that's why I've added it to uh, my list. Uh, I'm not sure Oh, the, from- oh he, he made Pineapple Express and Your Highness. Both of which I thought were really good. Uh, I'm seeing... No, I think you're on the wrong David Gordon Green. I, oh, maybe it's just on Netflix, but I've got Undertow and Prince Avalanche. Oh, yes I am. Sorry about that. Yep, I was on the wrong one there. What's Undertow? So, I'm getting yeah. derailed by movies that look better than what you're... Okay, yeah. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's the second one. Third up is a movie called uh, The Mule. I saw Two, that one. 2014, Hugo Weaving stars in this. Uh, a first-time drug mule is caught by law enforcement. Hilarity ensues, I guess. Maybe we'll see. Um, but it, it that could be cool, maybe. Not, not we um, will see. I will see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you know. Um, okay, so that's one, two, three. Um, next up um, is a movie called Crimson: The Color of Blood. And that one, let me just pull this up here. Oh, blood. I thought the synopsis sounded really good with that. Um, it's also known as the man with the severed head. 
from 1973, <laughs> you see. Which, um, wait, wait, which side has the head? That's so yeah, I, he, <laughs> Is it the head that's the man or the body without the I head? Think, yeah, well, you, maybe you'll find out. Oh, uh, boy. A mad doctor performs a head transplant on an injured criminal, which results in him being even more dangerous and murderous than before. Uh, and so. the Netflix synopsis says... To save their mortally wounded leader's life, a band of jewel thieves devises a unique solution that involves killing their psychopathic worst enemy. Huh. If I'm on the right thing. Crimson, the color of blood, right? That's it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Boy, that who that might be the leader right now. Not going to okay. lie. Um, and here was the one that I wasn't sure about, but I'm going to throw it your way. Trauma's Surgeon Kabuki Man, NYPD. <laughs> you haven't seen this movie? No, I, you know, I have not. Um, uh, which is unfortunate because it's Trauma, and I should watch Trauma movies all the time. <laughs> Somebody um, has to. Yeah. Right, so, not me. Uh, but <laughs> it's, if you care to know, it's directed by Lloyd Kaufman. Uh, Harry Griswold is an NYPD cop who is possessed with the spirit of a great Kabuki master. <laughs> this has made him the chosen one to do battle with the evil one. Uh, so there, that's something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is one that you're going to keep throwing me until I watch it, aren't you? You're never going to take it off the Probably list. not. Probably not. <laughs> Damn it. And the last one, uh, because of Sergeant Kabuki Man, I'm going to throw you um, a little bit more mainstreamy type thing here. The Paperboy from 2012... Starring Matthew McConaughey, Nicole Kidman, John Cusack. A reporter returns to his Florida hometown to investigate a crime, a case involving a death row inmate. Uh, this um, one has been on my list for a while. Yeah. Uh, I've heard a lot of weird things. Most notably, I hear that Nicole Kidman pees on somebody in this movie. And I thought oh. that was something. That's okay. <laughs> Lee Daniels directed it, and he uh, I, I've heard that name before. Oh, the he made the butler. Okay, mm-hmm. and Precious, which I thought Precious was a good movie. Um, Haven't seen it. And and the butler, yeah. So so there you go. Have at it, sir. <laughs> uh, wow, that's. I'll tell you what. At least this time you gave me a hell of a spread. I don't I feel. To. I don't feel like I'm. I'm cleaning up your list. Even if I yeah. might be, at least I have options. Um, yeah, there's a little something like there's trauma. Is that it's not really even horror. That's just. That's just that, cheap, that whatever. Is, it's a trick. It's a trick. You threw trauma on there so that I would pick something else. So, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> no, honestly, if you threw a different trauma, I'd be more apt to watch it. But that Kabuki, I can't get past the, the, the cover picture on Netflix. And I've added all those trauma movies because I'm like, oh, I need to watch these. You know, you get on that trauma kick. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, yep. and then you watch one. Or uh-huh. m- most of one, and then you fast forward the rest of it, and you're like, and then you're like, okay, I'm good, I'm, I'm good for good long... for like six months at least. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and every time we start this, I'm like, ah, oh, Eugene and his freaking horror crap that he's constantly giving me, and what am I going to take? Crimson, the color of blood, <laughs> because that one looks like it has the most potential to not suck. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Joe, the mule, the paperboy, these are already in my queue, but I'm going to take Crimson the Color of Blood. Cool, that, all right. That one, that one looked pretty cool. Yeah, well, that that's going to be, this will be interesting next round to, to hear our thoughts on these movies. I, I can't imagine that I won't at some level enjoy Hero in the Terror because it's 80s, kind of, well, not horror, it's but... It's rated R, Chuck Norris. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, so, yeah. 
Oh, I'll be watching that one real soon. They've added a bunch of like early '90s action movies and thrillers that I've been uh, plowing through, like uh, Death Warrant. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Fantastic. You know, and this is a good segue into the movie ticket deal because Death Warrant is the very first movie ticket stub that I ever kept. Are you serious? That's the first one my dad took my sister and I to see that in the theater. Because mom, I'm not sure what she was doing, but dad took us, obviously we were way too young to see it, but dad <laughs> took us to see that movie, and that I'm, for some reason I'm like, I'm going to keep this ticket stub, and from there on out, it was history. I've kept everyone since then. That's amazing. Is it? Uh, oh, that would be awesome. If, if you could manage to pull that ticket stub out tonight, yeah, that would if, just if be I do that, money. <laughs> yeah, but that was the first one. And and for when you said you texted me saying that you're watching that or you know Death Warrant and I'm like, oh that's the hockey rink one the the Die Hard ripoff. No. And you're like no 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 no, that's the that's the prison one you see. Yes, which in as far as bad movies go is a ten times better than that hockey rink one because the oh. hockey rink one is just boring and generic and yeah whatever. sudden death. That's the one where the helicopter goes through the uh, the the building in the end, or yeah, the top of the is yeah. It, yeah, sudden death. That's what it's called. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Meh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing that exists from the '90s. I think that's right. Uh, uh, all right, let's go into uh, theater ticket lottery. It's a good segue. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead, pull us out first one. Pull it out okay. right now. Death warrant. Okay. Oh, death warrant. Okay. Oh. Or better yet, sudden death. Death, uh, death warrant, or sudden death, or Big Mama's house. <laughs> You're lying. I saw that movie. Nope, it's right here. Hey. I am. All I see is embarrassed big, for you. Big Mama's. That's all. I have. It's Big Mama's. I paid. I paid five five dollars seventy five cents for this thing. Uh, you Back to you. You could have fed a child for three weeks on that money you spent on that movie. Yes, uh, Big Mama's house. Starring, we're not going to spend Murphy any time Martin on Lawrence that. Or Martin is Lawrence. It back to you? We're not okay. going to spend any time on that. I'm, <laughs> I'm ashamed. Uh, back to you. <laughs> I didn't even can't do it. Be- okay. Can't believe that's how we started. Oh, uh, we, we started so strong and with uh, Van Dam, but instead you're like, let's let's bring it down to big fat bodysuits. Yeah, uh, and Martin Lawrence. Whatever. Oh, Lord, let me cleanse us of that travesty. Have you seen it, though? Lord, no. (laughs) Oh, well, this is also bad. Uh, But it's a cool ticket to have. uh, Halloween Resurrection. Mm. Saw that with you and Jason. Yeah. Was that uh, Triple M? Do you know? Uh, We saw that in Canton, and we ate at Fazoli's afterwards. I remember that. Oh, I must have been hating life. Yeah, I was like, that was good. Yeah, no, right? that was. Eh. Yeah, it's, I see. It's a Thursday at seven ten p.m. So when we saw O two. Wow, that's going the, back. Fazoli's. I must have really hated my life. Okay. <laughs> Halloween. Okay. The Halloween. Halloween. Rezzer with the rapper guy that sucks. Okay. Rezzer. Yes, and the what is the model? Isn't there a? Uh, Tyra Banks was she in the, I, who cares I don't know if I've seen that movie since the theater yeah ugh <laughs> okay next up for me what are you what are you wanting on this one a horror movie because you didn't give hor- me any any horror movies last time that was okay. shameful 
And the winner is... Ah, okay, here we go. Hollow Man, Paul Verhoeven. That's uh, more of a thriller, I'd say, but it, it yes. has elements of horror. Yeah. Nice. That's a good movie. Right. Yeah, did it you, was good. And, did you like the yeah. sequel? You know, um, I saw it one time, and I think I kind of did. Um, uh, I should watch that again. I kind of you liked it, didn't you? I, I did. Well, I liked the the first one better, but um, the second one I thought was. It started off a little bit slow, but then I thought, you know, th- this is kind of a pretty good follow up as far as being a direct to video sequel. I, I remember kind of liking it. I haven't seen it in many years since it came out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I own both of them. I should give. A, I I need to give both of those a rewatch anyway. Yeah, but yeah, Hollow Man. Uh, I remember I liked the CGI. I liked that it was kind of a it was a hard R rated sci fi movie, and I thought that was pretty cool too. And of course, Kevin Bacon's in it, so there you go. Right. Uh, uh, all right. What do you want? Um, let's go with um, uh, action movie. Wow, well done. Ah. This one isn't from uh, too long ago. 2012. Um, Easton. Okay. You know, oh. We don't get down there very often. Not in Columbus. Was it an, was it an IMAX? Um, yeah, we <laughs> Funny story behind this. We were hoping and we were aiming for the big IMAX, but it turned out to be one of those... Uh, one of the theaters where you eat and put your feet up and they have waiters and they'll bring you like food and drinks throughout the entire movie, okay. which was also very, but then it's a regular size screen, small screen, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, nice. So that cool. was a lot of, it was, it was going to be a lot of fun. It was a little bit expensive for all the, uh, amenities that you get. It's nice having somebody bring you beers <laughs> in yeah. the middle of the movie. You just hit a button and, uh, you're own personal butler comes up. Uh, but, of course, it, what could ruin this scenario, but a father who desperately wants to see the movie, but unfortunately it's his weekend to have his kid. And so he brought his, I don't know, five-year-old, six-year-old maybe, who's sitting with us, with him in the row in front of us. Uh, Daddy, what's that? What's going on? Who is that? Is that, are they going to uh... get Indy? And, and, you know... You get to the end and the face melting, and it's like this kid's way too young to be watching this. That's an that's an adult movie, even at it's is PG thirteen, I assume. But just not the kid was way too young, and he just talked loudly through the entire thing. And the guy was like, explaining everything that's going on. Me and and it and it was a it was a Saturday afternoon, early afternoon. So annoying. That is, uh, you know, one of the stepping stones of why you can't go anywhere to the theater. This guy yes. wanted to see this movie, and these tickets were not cheap. They were twelve bucks. I mean, twelve bucks each for a matinee. And the thing is that he cost you a good experience. That's such bullcrap. Oh, I hate uh, that. I do too. But well, that's why we don't go to the theater anymore. <laughs> or yeah. barely, barely ever dollar theater. At mm-hmm. least then, when people annoy me, I'm like, eh, I spent a buck on it. I'm not yeah. going to yep. lose my mind. And that's what's so great about Cinema Sidekicks. They watch them for us, so we know. Oh, they <laughs> dive on the new grenades so we don't have to. Yeah. Yep, that's right. <laughs> okay, so what are, you, what are you after on the next round here? Oh, let's see. You started with a comedy. You're going to end with a comedy. 
That's so what we're it doing is. three. We're, we're doing three each. Yep. Yep. This, this, so this is the last one. Yepper. Okay. And the comedy is. <laughs> ah, this is kind of a comedy, I guess. Da -da -da -da. The world oh. is not enough. Oh God! It so was. <laughs> it so so was. So yeah, you, you comedy. It was. Yeah, the world is not enough. That was. Hey, ugh. I really liked that movie the first time I watched it. But oh, then, me too. But we were. But that was coming off of Tomorrow Never Dies, wasn't it? I, th oh, I think that was the geez, third. I was that the third Brosnan one I with think, the yeah, submarine this... and yeah? Damn, yeah, that's so what it was. Yeah, that was. I. It, I and it's, it's it's okay. It just it's got a few scenes in it that are just face pound horrible like he has the blow up suit that turns into a giant ball and they go bouncing down the side of the mountain and uh oh just a couple of things like that that are just so stupid but the end of that movie is pretty cool so which one is this which um this which is the Brosnan? one where uh it's got the chick from braveheart in it and um, the guy from train spotting big b rubber carlisle yes He's crazy oh, and feels oh. no pain, and that was one of my least favorite James Bond movies. I did not like that one. Maybe, but it was better than Tomorrow Never Dies. Yes, it was. Yes, which we were just yeah. coming off of. <laughs> yeah, that was the one before that, I believe. Yeah. So it was like, well, that was a step up. We're doing okay, yeah. and then next came the Halle Berry one, and we're just like, oh, oh. my god, Kissed, Invisible Car, and Ice Fortress, <sighs> and, and like you said, Halle Berry, Halle Berry, yeah. <sighs> Okay, what do you want to wrap this up? It's, we've been all over the place. Yeah, well, give me a horror one now. I already gave you a horror one, Halloween Resurrection. You know, this is my pile we're digging in, not yours. Yeah, that's okay, sci-fi. We'll okay. go sci-fi. You haven't that's, done a sci-fi one right. yet. It's a better chance of that. Okay, let's see here. Oh, God, this is boring. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. This would be oh. the... Uh, yeah, it's not really... Uh, eh, not really... Um, sci-fi obviously but meh not much to say about that <laughs> yeah good movie yeah it's a decent flick yeah uh, have you watched any of the uh, show yet no uh, well we watched uh, like half of the first episode and then turned it off because uh, the episodes are movies yeah and yeah, we were looking for a show. We didn't know that, yeah. you know, so we got uh, carried away, and it's like, oh, why is it taking so long? And then you pause it, and you're like, episode one, hour and a half. Like, Yeah, it's so good. Oh, that show is so it good. It is. I'm going to watch it. I just haven't got around to it. Yeah. You, you, were, you know, that's with the wife, and we're more uh, TV people. Well, with her, she, she doesn't usually have the uh, fortitude for a whole movie in the evening because of having to get up half the night with the kids. Uh, yeah, kids, you see. So uh, eventually, yep. these kids will stop crapping their pants, or at least that's what I'm told. And getting up, you know, every couple hours, and then you know maybe we can watch a movie in the evenings. Until yeah. then, we're stuck with uh, TV. So yep. At any rate, let's move on to recently watched. That's a good okay. three. That was a decent theater ticket lottery. At least it was more spread than last time. Last time yeah. it was just sort of like here's your mainstream middle of the road stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, but look at what I just rattled off. Big Mama's house, Hollow Man, and the world is not enough. Yeah, all over the map. Uh, oh, yeah. All right, why don't you start us off? Okay, uh, I want to touch on uh, Dolores Claiborne. And Have you seen this movie? Yes. 
Okay. I haven't read the book, but I've seen the movie. I have read... Okay, I read the book. The book is fantastic. Uh, way better than I thought it would because I I actually watched this movie a long time ago and I remember thinking, that was a pretty good movie. Um, but it wasn't good enough to read the book, but I'm still on a Stephen King run and I'm like, okay, time to read Dolores Claiborne. This was a little while ago that I read the book, but the book was outstanding. A great book. Um... And the movie is, as usual, a Cliff Notes-type version of what the book is. But Kathy Bates uh, was great in the title role, uh, Dolores Claiborne. And um, actually, Scott Glenn is in it as her abusive scumbag husband. He was really good in it. Um, he's good in everything. He is, yeah. He's really good. Uh, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee is in it. it. It's a good movie. It's uh, Watched it with my wife. She liked it. It's kind of heavy and depressing. Uh not as much as the book was, but uh, but there's not a whole lot to say about it other than if you are a fan of uh, more drama, Stephen King drama, it's one of the better ones, I think. It's not top-tier King movie adaptions, but uh, I would say that that would fall squarely middle of the road, if not slightly higher. Well, um, I haven't read the book, but it seemed to me like it would... Uh, adapt fairly well. It's not one of those uh, pieces where it's got, uh, in typical King fashion, too many characters, too many plot lines, too much story going on, where either something needs cut or you can't cram it all in because it's too good, like It yeah. or uh, Yeah, Cell. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Because uh, pretty much everything was there. Uh, they just they just obviously tightened things up and kept it mainly to what this woman's going through. But for a King adaption, it was good. Uh, but yeah, it's I mean it's it's no Green Mile or Shawshank or Shining or something like that. But it right. was it was good to rewatch it. It is funny because the movie came out in the mid '90s, I believe, and it has that mid something about it. Just you're like, this feels like a mid '90s movie. Uh, just yeah, you know, everybody's everybody's smoking still, <laughs> and uh, it just even the look of it. It just has this the the. The grunge era look, and it just feel like everybody's wearing flannel, and it's uh, yeah. So, but it was good, and they like blues and drabby looking, yeah. and, and it went with what the book, how the book felt too. But um, very much a movie of its time. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Well, I'm gonna touch on a. Uh, if you're done, yep. Touch on some of the films that I teased at the end of last episode. Uh, Transcendence with Johnny Depp. That really mm. oh, yeah. burned me bad on the Fantasy Movie League. Have you seen this yet? I've been holding off even asking you about it. I have not seen it yet, mm. but I was very curious. Uh, the only other person I've heard that watched it and I think enjoyed it was Steve on yeah. Cinema Psyche. So I believe he liked it. So I'm curious to your thoughts on that. Uh, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I did enjoy the film. I did like it. I understand why people are giving it kind of a eh, thumbs down. I mean, I, I never really read any flaming terrible reviews of it it just they were all kind of like eh uh and i i enjoyed it it's a good sci-fi flick will everybody love it no it's not action-packed it's got plot holes it's got issues it's got problems uh a lot of movies do and uh, with this one especially you're dealing dealing with um uh, kind of the horror aspect where you're like why is that person doing that? No one in their right mind would ever do that. Why would you know? Why are you running upstairs? Why are you running out into the woods to get away from someone and you know, that kind of thing? Yeah. So you get a, a fair amount of that. Why would you do that? Nobody would do that. And 
as uh, you know, a married person, I watched it with my wife. Uh, and, I mean, part of the storyline is that, uh, and this is in the trailer, not spoiling anything. He gets shot and is poisoned and is dying and working on AI. And her, uh, his uh, wife helps him get sucked into the computer, however you want to put it. Um, and both me and my wife look at each other and was like, yeah, we would never do that for you. Like, yeah, if that popped up in, on the computer screen, hello, can you hear me? We'd both be like, nah, it's not him. Just done. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> we're very much the mentality that, oh, you got bit by a zombie? Yeah, honey, I love you. To the end of the world, but it is now the end of your world. Bye bye. The end. I'm yes. going to blow your head off. That's it. Because I don't. <laughs> uh, so maybe we're just the wrong crowd, cynical. But this broad went crazy out of her head with the length that she went with this computer program. <laughs> or is it him? It, that's kind of the debate of the movie. Is it him or is it a computer program? I'm not going to spoil it, but. Uh, eh. Look, I, maybe I'm just giving it a reserved thumbs up. I enjoyed it as an overall sci-fi flick and part of the uh, robot movies that have been going around lately, like The Machine, and uh, I haven't seen The Signal yet, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, yep. What was the other one? That, that other one that with uh, Johnny... Or not Johnny Depp. Um, Antonio Banderas. I watched that one, too. There's just a lot of friggin' robot movies. Uh, Ex Machina just came out. I haven't seen that one yet, but there's just a lot of robot AI movies coming out recently, and I thought it was—it's very much worth a watch. I, you're not—you're not, not going to hate it. Let's put it that way. Okay. Uh, at at most, yeah. you'll suffer indifference. Did it deserve to do 23 million or whatever crap it gave me last year in the fantasy movie league? No. The, 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 come on, give me a break. Should have done at least 50, but yeah. It didn't. So, so what was the, were the effects good in it? Because I remember yeah. the trailer. I'm like, that was really impressive. That looked really good. Yeah, the effects were good. But again, you're dealing with people that are, that you're going. Why would you do that? Why yeah. would anybody do that? Why Why are you doing what you're doing right now? You know, everybody else would be like, let's just sit back and lob bombs. And they're like, no, we're an organized movement covering the entire world. What we're going to do is load up one pickup with five rednecks. Let's go. And you're just like, huh? Like, yeah. Eh, but you you just got to kind of gloss over some of that stuff. Gotcha. Um, another one I teased real quick. I'm gonna not spend a lot of time on Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, one best picture, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yep. Very fine film. Did it deserve best picture? Not in my opinion. Uh, I mean, it's a fine story. It's a, it is acted very well. Um, at some points, I thought it was it bordered on exploitation of selling its horrific, tragic story as being entertainment. I yeah. where I didn't even want to watch it. That uh, was a tough. That was a tough viewing. That was a tough movie. to It was, through. but it didn't. I also rewatched Dallas Buyers Club. Stay tuned for that review. Second review uh, next episode, but. That movie deserved Best Picture, not this one. As I'm like, I watched Twelve Years a Slave. It's like I'll never watch that again, ever. Uh, if you, if I read you the premise of that movie, it's every single thing that you would expect from that movie. Is in is in the summary. It, it, just reading that, you're like, I, I, hmm, okay, I'm, I've formed an opinion of what to expect. Yep. That's two hour. It's two hours of that. The end. Yeah. 
And that's all I'm going to say about it. I mean, I'm definitely a thumbs up, but it's sort of like uh, how it won Best Picture. I don't know. That that, that seems a little dicey to me, especially with the the news stories that there were Academy of Voters voting for it without even having seen it. That's that's just weird. And I don't know. Don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic, beautiful, horrific story uh, with a beautiful ending. I guess I should put it that way. Yeah. But... I don't know. It's 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 hard for me to be entertained by something so horrible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's no, true. I do. Again, I'm getting into yeah. that that issue where it's a true story. Therefore, I struggle with being entertained by it. It's it's yeah. important to have knowledge of this story and it's a real thing that it happened. But for me to sit down and be like, "Oh, honey, cook up the popcorn. Let's yeah. let's watch Twelve Years a Slave." No, I'm not doing that. I watched it once. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, it's same it's, with it's like in the same yeah Schindler's, Schindler's List, li- yeah. Pri- even Saving Private Ryan to a certain yeah. a lot of those war movies. It's just like oh, this is it's true and it's well made, but oh, this is draining. Yeah, yep. So anyway, uh, okay. Where are you? Um, okay, so now a little bit of James Cameron. Mm. You might be asking, what James Cameron movie did you watch? Well, that would be Piranha Two: The Spawning. You see? Oh, of course. <laughs> The one he had the least to do with. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I uh, I have a soft spot in my heart for this movie, and here's why. This movie I watched back when I was way too young to be watching this type of movie. Uh, this was back in the VHS days, and it was on late night one time, and I had figured out how to program the, the recorder to record at a certain time, and I had a blank tape, so I taped it, and this was edited for television, and I watched that movie over and over and over and over in its edited for television version, and I'm like, this is such a great movie. Flying Killer Fish and Hot Chicks. Well, what I thought in were bikinis, Hot Chicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in bikinis. So then later on I watched it, you know, the, the real version uh, but a lot older and wiser, and I, while I still enjoy it, it's a bad movie. Not so much uh, wiser, you're still watching it. <laughs> yeah, I'm still watching yeah. Uh, but but I'm like, yeah, something about it is, if if you just take it for what it is, flying killer fish, uh, Italian production, James Cameron was involved, but he got fired, uh, which is just head-scratching to me that the this Italian production fired him, and the producer basically took over and edited the movie, Um but it still works for what it's supposed to be. It feels like a Roger Corman movie. Well, there was honestly. a whole scam behind that. Like they would yeah. hire these people and then fire them, and then this guy would edit it so that they could write off uh, the cost of it or something with the taxes. Or oh something. man, it was, it was some sort of oh. complete scam where they would uh, have these bring in these hired guns and sign contracts and then fire them. Sometimes yeah. like a week into production, they just had to film a little bit and then they would keep their name attached to it so that they could wow. blame them when it failed. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, as far as like, can you see any of of Cameron on screen as far as like what he was going to do in the future? Barely. Uh, although I will say that the flying fish aspect of it is actually pretty cool. Uh, the effects aren't that bad. The guy that did the effects for uh, Lucio Fulci's Zombie and more recently uh, 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 Hot Tension. He's a ve- Actually, he's a very big, prolific 
Italian special effects guy, and he he does good work. The effects were really good in the movie, uh, like the 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 dead bodies and whatever. But but it's if if you're a fan of Roger Corman type stuff, uh, you could do a lot worse. I was never bored, and, and Lance Henriksen's in it, uh, cashing in a paycheck. So uh, uh, if yeah, I'm not mistaken, I I the only one and only time I watched this movie. It's very possible that that was your taped-off TV VHS version. Oh, it totally could have been, yeah. Because I believe I've seen it one time, and I only remember one scene, and that was a girl on a little blow-up raft dinghy being mercilessly attacked by flying fish. It's the yeah, only I'd... scene I remember, because I haven't got around to... I haven't seen it since. That... Oh, you should watch it at some point. Oh, it's I would, bad. but scared the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and the cover, of course, was great, because it was, you know, like real... Like an actual artist's drawing, and you see these scantily clad beachgoers and these fish flying through the air, and you're like, "Oh yes, that's got to be great." <laughs> <laughs> they fired a trucker as director. <laughs> yes, that's how good it is. Okay, yeah. Uh, another one I teased last episode uh, was Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. Got a chance to watch that one finally, uh, and it. Very good film. I, I very much enjoyed it. Easy thumbs up. Uh, totally in uh, the vein of movie that you and I like. Very weird, bizarre. General movie-going populace probably would hate it. Um, but I enjoyed that it was so esoteric and bizarro, but yet decipherable. It, it has that edge of David Lynch without going so far into Lynch territory that it, gets, it, it loses its narrative. And you were able to... Uh, figure out what was going on along the way. I, I assumed yeah. what was going on, and by the end, I found out that I was—I pr- think I was pretty right um, with the details of the plot. I can't give anything away on this movie. Uh, it yeah, did, I know. It, it did remind me of Vanilla Sky, especially in the um, third act, because for, for the first two thirds, you're kind of going along with what's going on, and then for the last third, you're just like, "What in the hell?" Until the movie explains itself kind of to you. Uh, and it was a, a similar thing with Vanilla Sky, with the the remake of Abro Les Hijos, I believe is pronounced, a Spanish film. Uh, but uh, yeah, then you have to wait for the third act to kind of explain itself, and then you go, "Oh, I see what you're doing there." That and that explains a lot of this and this and this and yeah, blah blah blah. Uh, again, not saying those two movies are twins or identical or one's better or whatever. It just it, I uh, have to bring it up because I did think of that. So if you're a fan of Vanilla Sky, there's a possibility you would like Enemy. Uh, Which you know our 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 uh, our bet is still on after many many years. Yep, episode one hundred. It's around the corner. We're closer yeah. now than we were a year ago. <laughs> yeah, and uh, cabin fever for you. Oh and, boy, pancakes, pancakes. Vanilla, vanilla sky for me. <laughs> uh, I also real quick wanted to touch on. Love. This has been on our both of our roulettes, mm. passed back and forth. You watched that, all right. I did. It was, well, some of it. That was the director of The Signal, oh. directed Love. Did you know that? Oh, he did. Yes. I did not know that. That's what pushed me to finally hit play on this. It was Sunday night, and the kids were in bed, and I had a long weekend of doing birthday parties and uh, all kinds of craziness. And I 
I want to just watch a good movie and <sighs> unfortunately I push play on love and it starts off very like okay uh, this is going to be something interesting because it's it the, the synopsis is uh, an astronaut is trapped on the space station and discovers time travel but yet the movie starts off in Civil War times and Civil War era battles going on and then opening credits and then it cuts to this guy on a space station and then he's running on a treadmill and then he's talking to the ground control then he's running on a treadmill then he can't get a hold of ground control and then he's running on a treadmill and then Eric's online going why am I watching this movie again where for 20 minutes not a damn thing has happened oh it's the guy that made the signal the movie Eugene's raving about that I desperately want to see it looks amazing and it won some independent awards okay this will be good I'll hang in there a little bit longer and then I get to the halfway mark, and I'm like, I'm done. This guy being alone on a space station for 40 minutes and nothing happening. Maybe, Aww, maybe man. in the maybe in the second half, there's some time travel and stuff. But so far, it was just boring as crap. Uh, seriously, him by himself on a space station. It's just like, Aww. ah, come on, I'm freaking bored. And so I quit. If you can make it past that point, please let me know if it turns out to be a wildly amazing time travel adventure. But up until then, it was just presenting itself as, he's just probably crazy. He's not really time traveling. I don't know. I don't. I totally lost interest. So, Man, uh, I'm, I really hope that, I know that, that uh, Steve didn't care so much for the signal. I'm, I'm hoping that you enjoy it, but I, I should prepare myself in the off chance that you're like, nah, it sucked. You know, I doubt it. That one looked great. And you know that I am very forgiving, especially of uh, slow, intellectual uh, kind of science fiction. I, I'm the easiest target for that kind of film. This yeah. one, I just... I'm not kidding. I watched the first, like, 45, 50 minutes. 40 minutes of it. it 30 minutes of it were filler. Oh, it, ouch. Well, they're just trying to sell that, sell the audience on... See, he's alone and it's desolate. And he's trying to make the audience feel claustrophobic with that kind of idea, but it's like, I read the synopsis of the film. Let's go! Like, come on, do something. Have at least give me yeah. a give me a tidbit, uh, a morsel to chew on while I wait for the next thing to happen. And it was just like yeah. thirty minutes of nothing. That pretend yeah. with with edges of that pretentiousness that you and I love so much. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm really curious what you think of the signal when you do finally get to watch that movie. I really, really liked that movie. I loved it. Well, considering uh, how much you love the signal, I encourage you to please watch Love. Tell me how far you can get through it. <laughs> no, seriously, give it a shot sometime. Don't take it off the queue because maybe sometime okay. you'll be in the mood for it, and maybe it's maybe I'm just missing something. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, should I uh, should I go uh, into my uh, Second viewing of so, what I now consider a masterpiece. Are we are we ready for that? <laughs> it's the only thing I have left. Okay, so let's just go for it because I could see us spending a little bit more time on this, uh, and that would be Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. I actually almost went there when you were talking about uh, the uh, transcendence, just because. Yeah. No, uh, but uh, I thought I'd wait a little bit. So my second viewing of Interstellar was due to. Uh, due to your second viewing. Which is so um, bizarre, considering that you loved it uh, quite a bit more than I did the first viewing. 
and and uh, you know I did, it, but but after we talked about it, and after I had some time to digest it, I was like, ah oh, man, I, uh, I'm kind of frustrated. Well, second viewing is a, a not a bit different, a lot different for me, in a good way. Oh, it was for me too, and actually, I had my second viewing before you did, and was did, was yes. texting you, going, holy crap. But that's just, yeah. I just wanted to set the bar for, like, you loved it. You really, really liked it the first time. I yeah. liked it the first time with a lot of hesitation for a lot of plot holes. And then yeah. I watched it the second time, and I was just like, dude, this is amazing. <laughs> it's not perfect, but it's amazing. Yeah. And then but, you uh, watched it. Did you, you bought the yeah, Blu-ray? I, I bought the Blu-ray. Uh, my wife watched it with me, mm. and, and I am very impressed. She loved it. And I did not think she would. I I truly thought that that with that last wonky third act that she was going to bail, but she was totally. And I think the fact that it was dealing with a parent and their child—that's the whole point of the movie, I guess—is love transcends anything and everything, yeah. and is almost a physical presence. And she really liked that, um, even though that third act is still. I consider it kind of bungled, kind of, um, but I think that they, I mean, it's, it's discussion type stuff and, um, it's, it's hard for me to put into words. Uh, it is with, without going with, into too much, uh, spoiler territory. Spoiler, yeah. yeah, I agree. So, and I know we've spent a lot of time talking about this movie, but this is the type of movie that you spend lots of time talking about. Um, something about the, especially for me, jumping from Earth to an infinite light year amount away is so impactful to me. Um, and it, it, the movie is fantastic. It is fantastic. Uh, especially watching the special features um, and being a parent myself. It, uh, it's, I've been thinking about it nonstop. And I watched that movie literally hours, two hours after I got done watching the newest Avengers movie, which we're going to save Avengers for the next show. Uh, but... I've barely thought of Avengers since I saw that, mainly due to watching Interstellar again. It's it's that good. I also, uh, this was the first viewing for my wife as well, and she was a big fan of Inception, and we just rewatched that uh, here a couple weeks ago, and she really likes that movie, but she hadn't seen Interstellar yet, and I, w- I wasn't sure how she'd take it. I told her that... Uh, she always jokes she's never seen me cry, and I said, well, I'll watch Interstellar. Uh, you'll probably see it. And, you know, I, I was about rolling some tears again the second time around. Oh, yeah. And when, when they get off that planet near the black hole, and he's watching the messages, that just that, oh. that's a gut punch for me. It's horrible. Uh, yeah. And, you know, she... I, th- I got the impression that she really liked it. I'll, I'll talk to her about it sometime, maybe in a future pod, but I got the impression that uh, she really liked it, and there were uh, <laughs> some interesting points that she made of um, <sighs> wording this vague, delicate. She came up with a couple of theories as to who placed the wormhole that I had never thought of. Let's put it that way. Yeah. That's being fairly vague without ruining anything. Yeah. I thought I had explored just about every possibility, and then at the end she goes, well, what if so-and-so did so-and-so? And And I was like, holy crap, you just exploded my brain. And she's like, well, that wouldn't make logical sense with this and this. And I was like, honey, they went way past logical sense when... Spoiler deleted. 
they're already into that kind of <laughs> yeah crap. So you don't have to worry about. I mean, uh, if we're dealing with those kind of rules, then your theory is entirely plausible. I still yeah. don't see the very end. You and I still agree on that, and uh, oh, you yes. brought that to my attention. I did, totally missed that point, but we talked about that on an episode of uh, Cinema Sidekicks when we were doing uh, spoiler all over the place. Yeah. You were like, well, yep. yep. The triangle. I'm just gonna say yes, that. Exactly. Oh, that yeah. still makes me laugh. That was fantastic. Yeah, it's like okay. Well, we'll see you later. Yeah, then, guys. I'm going. <laughs> and also, this is my second viewing. They did say the tesseract is gone. It vanished. So he's charging off across the universe. It's gonna take him a hundred thousand years to get there, I guess. But have at it, Got buddy. It. There, he, there he goes, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, so like you said, it's not a perfect score, but I love the lofty ideas in the movie. Very much it felt like Christopher Nolan's uh, 2001. I want to make a 2001 movie. Here it is. Totally. That's, yeah. Um, the score is fantastic. And again, I watched all the special features. There's about two and a half hours worth of special features. Watched every minute of them. And, uh, just to see how the music was, how how it was scored, how they came about scoring this movie, um, it was amazing. And, and even the science behind the movie, the, the science behind de- designing the wormhole and the black hole, the, the science behind the spacesuits, everything uh, they try to do as realistic as possible and what what they would consider it to really be like. Um, you had brought up uh, in your initial review. Uh, about how the, you thought that sometimes the camera needed to back up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they addressed that to a certain extent on the special features with uh, there was so much that was done in camera, way more than I thought was, that was done, uh, especially with IMAX cameras. Uh, lots of times when, when you see, they had the shot numerous times where it's like the camera is attached to the ship as the ship is flying close to something or whatever, that's because it was a real spaceship that they built with the IMAX camera attached to it, and they were so enamored with the fact that they built a real spaceship, a model spaceship, and that's why they used that shot quite a bit. Um, So I thought that was really cool how... Because there were certain times in the movie, I'm like, ah, I wish that we could see a little bit back so we could see the spaceship, but they wanted the realism of... we. This is a real object that we're filming here and it's attached to the ship and blah 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 yeah blah, and I, and I did say that the first time and i'll tell you i did not one time have that thought the second viewing you know sometimes I, I i'm one of my biggest sins when watching a movie for the first time is i'm always trying to figure it out i'm always trying to figure out what's the twist what's going to happen mm-hmm. what's the third act what's what's the resolution of the plot going to be and and a lot of times i miss uh, um the overarching uh, essence of the film. And it, that's why I never give tens on the first viewing, ever. Uh, I, I, have I ever? I think there was one time that I've done that, ever. And I think that was Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> but other than that, I, I don't go full bore one way or the other until I've seen it at least twice. And I'll tell you, I didn't have that thought one time watching it the second time. I, I, I still... Uh, when they fly through the wormhole, the Tesseract is just a blaze of shiny objects and nonsense. I can't tell what's going on. I couldn't tell you if the <laughs> camera needs to back up or move forward. I can't tell you what's going on there. Yeah. But I didn't have any of those claustrophobic moments where 
what is going on? I can't see what's going on in the background. Like I did the first viewing in the theater. Um, so I don't know if that was just, again, me uh, viewing it for the first time and being judgmental, or uh, if I needed to see it on a, you know, my home theater system instead of uh, the gigantic screen where I was probably sitting a hair too close, or, you know, any of those things can make a difference when you're dealing with uh, outer space movies. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, and my my wife and I, we both agreed. And again, watching it at home, you're able to control the volume way more than in the theater. And I watched this in the IMAX theater. And uh, as we discussed before, it was sometimes impossible to understand what was being said. Yeah. Here, I actually cranked up my center channel and uh, and turned on the subtitles at certain points just so I could understand what's being said. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, well, maybe that wasn't as important as I thought it was, but at least I know what they're saying versus mumbling, mumbling, <laughs> rage, loud rage, orchestra. Rage, rage against yeah. the darkness, rage against the darkness. Darkness rage, yeah. raging against the yes. darkness rage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but seriously, the movie is fantastic. I loved it. Um, and, and credit to Christopher Nolan for still shooting on film. It is not a dying breed. It's a dead breed pretty much at this point, but he still shoots on film. And I think that's awesome. Uh, it, he explains some of the reasons why he does it and the special features and especially with IMAX. Um, but I, I think it's cool. I, I how long he's going to do it. I don't know. Uh, it seems like that would add way more work in the editing process and, and even filming and huge IMAX cameras, but, um, he's still doing it. Uh, he does, and kudos to him. That's great. Uh, work on your sound, because mm-hmm. that is a reason why Interstellar will never get a 10 from me. As much as I loved it the second time around, you will never get a 10. That sound is messed up. And yeah. it, uh, the score is... I'm not, I don't want to say the score is too loud. Uh, the dialogue is too quiet. Take your pick. Yeah. And what is yeah. the only Oscar that that movie was up for? Sound mixing. Which makes no sense How at all. How is that possible? Uh, apparently they're all listening to it on a 10.7 sound system that nobody has yet. I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand <laughs> it. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I've gone on way too long. No, for, no, you're I good. Just, I, you're good. You're yeah. good. Uh, anything else you want to add? For, you know, any other reviews or anything you want to throw in there? I don't think so. I mean, I had a couple others I wanted to go over, but I... I Actually, the ones that I want to go over might be good for our Friday show with Steve. Okay. So I'm just going to hold off on those. Okay, that's fine. We probably need to save some back because we have a late show this up this time. And uh, next time, we're coming up awful quick. And I've got a really busy week ahead. I'm probably not going to get to watch too much. Um, anything you want to tease for either Cinema Sidekicks or Movie Freaks? Yes, I do. Um, I'm hoping, if at all possible, I'm hoping to watch... Uh, let me just grab it here. I'm hoping to watch Transformers Age of Extinction. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I like how much you've hated uh, the last few entries into that oh. series, and you bought and owned that movie before me. I will give you $5 for that Blu-ray, by the way. <laughs> okay, all right. I will keep that on the table. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and also, another one that I got uh, that, that you gave, uh, I think, a mild thumbs up to, and again, it was a $5 Blu-ray purchase, and that's... Dracula Untold. I kind of I dug that movie. I gave that a, yeah. a thumbs up, a passing thumbs up, and I think that yeah. you'll like it as well. Yeah, especially for for five bucks. Again, these movies that are five dollars, it's like if it's not the greatest, it was five dollars. It wasn't twenty dollars or even ten. It was like okay, that was worth a high def 
Blu-ray viewing. I've got it. Yep. If I want to sell it ever or whatever, I could probably trade some of these in for almost what I got out of them. Yep. So. Uh, and for me, I, I guess some TZ, yeah, Cinema Sidekicks. Once again, Cinema Sidekicks. We're going to be uh, hanging out with those guys. Uh, well, that guy, because Ty is going on vacation to Lord knows where. And uh, so we'll be hanging out with Steve, and we're going to be discussing a multitude of topics. Uh, I also will be bringing reviews of Dallas Buyers Club. Since I talked about mm. it so much, my wife wanted to watch it, and they had it at the library. Uh, I encourage everyone, go to your local library, encourage those brick-and-mortar buildings, get uh, some support in there, and uh, just support them any way that you can. Get some traffic in there. Uh, But they had Dallas Buyers Club. They had a bunch of recent releases. All the Transformers movies were gone this time. I I was just looking for Part 4, but they were all history. I'm also going to have a review, uh, hopefully, of The Lone Ranger, um, which Eugene likes. I've seen it twice, and uh, review stands. I thought that was a good movie. Yeah. Unjustly, uh, unjustly, unjustly trashed. Unjustly trashed. Yeah, unjustly. Johnny yeah. Depp, Transcendence, and Transformers. Uh, and we <laughs> also will be bringing uh, director spotlight with Steven Spielberg to the movie free segment next week. Uh, so hang around. There's lots of great uh, show content coming, and we will have Steven on next episode. So I'm sure it's going to go way too long. We'll be uh, we'll be on. Oh, hour 45 at least but we'll be breaking down some great stuff uh old new uh the classic the recently released and always fascinating uh yes as always you can get a hold of us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com and please visit our friends cinema sidekicks and cinema soft underbelly on itunes and we're on facebook as well movie freaks pod anything else you'd like to add sir I just like to say that we, uh, Eric and I, would like to tell our audience that we love you as our audience looks back at us or listens to us and says, I know. (laughs) That's it. Okay. (laughs) And may the force be with you. Yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>